We continue to talk about Ben Simmons on today's episode of Lockdown Pistons Podcast. Also, preview to tomorrow's or today's final preseason game. Will Killian Hayes and Sadiq Bey play? If they don't, along with Kay Cunningham, what do you watch for in the final preseason game of preseason coming up on today's episode of the Lockdown Pistons Podcast? <laughs> Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. I'm your host, per usual, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. You can also find me on YouTube at Locked On Pistons or on my own channel, Coos Ballroom. But you can also find me over at Detroit Bad Boys around articles about the Pistons. And on today's podcast, we are going to be talking. Oh, and by the way, thank you for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. I really appreciate it. And if you guys are watching on YouTube, you will notice my uh, little dog toy back there wearing the Pistons hat. You know, it's a little, these are little special things that you guys get to see if you watch on YouTube. Now, I, I don't encourage you guys to stop listening to the podcast version, but the video version does give you guys a little bit of another element. I advise you guys to check that version out as well. But on today's podcast, we're going to continue talk about Ben Simmons. We're going to do a fun little exercise with our guest. You guys all know him very well if you continue what if you've listened to the podcast many times beforehand. But if you don't, this is your first time listening. We have Bryce Simon of Motor City Hoops joining the podcast today. Uh Bryce, how are you doing, man? I appreciate you coming on as always. I'm good, Koo, man. As always, I appreciate you having me. I'm excited. This is my first time doing the video. Yeah. Everything's working out smooth so far. Um, as you can see in my background, I'm in my classroom, so I have the, <laughs> the lesson plan for tomorrow up on the board for everybody. So um, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yep, I'm excited too, man. This is, gonna be, this is the first episode we're doing with the guests on YouTube, but uh, for all you guys listening on the podcast version, you guys have listened to me and Bryce uh, many times on here, so it's going to go the same way as usual. A lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it, but Let's go ahead and dive straight into it real quick. So we're going to talk about Ben Simmons. Now, in the last podcast, you guys heard me talk about Ben Simmons a lot. I gave my thoughts about why the Pistons shouldn't trade for him, why I, I'm not high on him right now. Uh, I, I would say I'm a little bit higher on him than I, I would assume the rest of the NBA Twitter and NBA fan base is right now. But I guess for him going to the Pistons, I'm a bit low on him. Um, but there's a fun exercise I wanted to do with Bryce because I've seen – now, me and Bryce both write for Detroit Bad Boys. We've had like conversations in the Detroit Bad Boys uh, emails, etc. I've seen him, what his thoughts are on it. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about – actually, before we do this exercise, just give us a quick breakdown, Bryce. Nothing too long, but just a quick breakdown what your thoughts are on Ben Simmons to Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, for me, it's more just about Ben Simmons, the player. And, and you kind of alluded to it, like – the whole narrative that he's trash, he's not any good, he should be out of the league is way overblown. And it's all based off those three, those final three games of the playoffs last year. And I understand that's the lasting impression people have. I get it. But he's a really good player, Koo. And so I think, I don't want to say I'm like trying to defend Ben Simmons, but I see a player that's really good. I actually spent some time watching seven games from last season, including one of those final three playoff games and I just came away thinking he's a guy he can be your third best player on a championship team that's what I think so what this conversation could get to Koo is do you think we can get that guy in some other aspect fair enough so we're going to talk a lot more about this uh, I think that we're going to take up the first two segments talking about Ben Simmons today so stay tuned and, and stay strapped up especially if you guys I know there's a lot of you guys out there I've communicated with a lot of you guys that our fans of Benson is going to Detroit, possibly, in a trade if it happens. I don't think it's going to happen. But if it were to happen, you guys, I've seen there's a lot of you guys who would be fans of it. I've also seen a lot of you guys who wouldn't be fans of it. So 
we're going to spend the first two segments talking about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. But first, I want to do this, this, this exercise real quick. So if you're watching on, uh, on YouTube, you will see a tweet that I pulled up that I put on today on my Twitter. Um, I asked for all you guys not listen, uh, watching on YouTube. Uh, I asked, which of these players would you be taking Ben Simmons over? So which of these players would you rather have Ben Simmons in this case? So if you guys listened to the last podcast, I said that I wasn't even sure that he was a top. Actually, let me move this real quick for move that out the way. Um, if I said if the Pistons or I said that Ben Simmons, I'm not sure the Pistons would be trading for a top 30 player. I didn't know if he was even a top 30 player, especially as contract where he's going to be getting paid in the next few years, 35, 37, $40 million. I agree with Bryce that he could possibly be the third best player on a, on an NBA team. However, I don't think he's being paid like a third best player. I think he's being paid like a first player, a t- second player. I just don't think he's capable of doing that. His offensive limitations are too, uh, too severe for him to be that way. But the point of this is why, why I want to really get to is, um, I tweeted out 35 NBA players. So what we're going to do here, um, we're going to talk about this real quick. So Bryce, I'm going to go through each NBA player real quick, and we're going to, you're going to tell me which one you would answer. Yes, you take Brent Simmons over, and then say no if you wouldn't. Okay, you you get it? Uh, yes, sir. Okay, so Kevin Durant. No. Giannis. Nope. LeBron. Nope. Steph Curry. Nope. Luka Doncic. Nope. Kawhi. Nope. Joel Embiid. Nope. Jokic. Nope. Lillard. Nope. AD. Nope. Harden. Nope. Beal. Nope. PG. Nope. (laughs) CP3. So here's the thing with CP3. Real quick caveat. Oh, we got our first one. We got our first one. I, I think CP3 is a better uh, – CP3 is really old, though. So if you're talking about just, like, building a – like, you're looking a little longer term, like, there starts to be an argument there. Um, but I'll, for the okay. sake of the – I'll say no for the sake of, of this. Okay. So Jason Tatum. No. Devin Booker. Nope. Jimmy Butler. Nope. Trey Young. Nope. Donovan Mitchell. Nope. Okay, so we're going to stop right there because I know you guys are probably done with hearing no player, no player, no. So let's go ahead and just count how many players we're at with that point. We got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. We're at 19 players right now of players that Bryce is 100% saying is he's not better than right now. I got I got 16 more that I listed. So let's keep going now. Chris Middleton. It's close. It really is. If he probably wasn't a current NBA champion, I'd probably say yes. But I guess I'm going to be recency biased and say no. We saw him make some big-time shots. Okay, so Kyrie Irving. If I'm going to say if, yes. If, yeah, I was going to say because I see how Kyrie could be different but because of his – his COVID, his, his vaccine thing. But I think we both would agree that if he ha- if he was vaccinated on the court, Kyrie is, is above Ben Simmons. Would you agree with I'll that? I'll say that I will agree that Kyrie is a more skilled player. Even before the COVID vaccine, all this stuff, I think there's still an argument. And this is another thing with Ben Simmons. But I don't think that Kyrie's dependable. So, um, oh, fair enough. I think I would go with Ben Simmons. I'm sorry. I don't think people will like that answer, but I think I would. You know, I, I wasn't going to like that answer, but I think that's – I, I, I got to give you credit for that. I think that's a fair a fair question, a fair fair question, answer because of the depend, 
dependability. And I, I can't really argue that because he, he misses a ton of games and he's a bit, a bit of a quack. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Uh, but yep. okay, let's do Zion. No, but it's closer, right? Like it just came out that Zion's missing the start of this season too. Like the injuries there have to be a concern with Zion. I, I think Zion's a special, special player if he can stay healthy. So I would, if I had to pick between the two, I would take Zion though still, even with those concerns. All right, so Bam Adebayo. I think, I don't know. I I don't think I'm as high on Bam as what I should be or as what a lot of people are. Um, not having watched enough film on Bam, I, I I might take Ben Simmons. Okay, Rudy Gobert. No, I guess not. Carl Anthony Towns. No. Jalen Brown. Yes. Brandon Ingram. No. Ja Morant. Nah, I like Ja a lot. Zach Levine. Uh, Zach Levine's big time. I think he's have a good year. No. Kyle Lowry. A hundred percent, yes. Okay, so let's scroll down a little bit, and then the final ones is Draymond. Yes. Siakam. Yes. SGA. No. Fox. No. And Russ. Russ is probably a still better, still a better player. But if you're looking long term, like if you start to get in that that conversation, then obviously Simmons would would start to get there. But I would. I would say Russ is probably still better than him right now. Okay, so let's go ahead and get that off the screen now. We can we can stop screen sharing. Um, we're at 10 minutes, so just real quick, we'll come back and we're going to continue this conversation. But the point of the exercise is because last podcast, I said that he was not a top 30 player. Bryce, based off his answers right there, I will reveal where Bryce would have him at when we come back from the break. Uh, you like how I did that right there? <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to reveal where Bryce would have him at and where I have him at in that ranking uh, and why I would not be interested in training for a player who's outside the top 30 or barely in the top 30, possibly, at the size of his contract. But before we do that, let me tell you about one of our newer sponsors, Prize Picks. All right, NBA Fanatics. Have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is a daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Price Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Price Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of your users that deposit and use your promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use the promo code MBA. You pick two to five players and an over and under on their projection. You can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Price Picks allows mixed sports entries. You can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and on Google Play. Entries can be made 60 seconds or less. It's quite literally that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals as well. And don't so don't hesitate. Check out PricePicks.com. Use promo code NBA and go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fancy made easy. So Bryce, let's go ahead and reveal where you would have Ben Simmons at. So I had 35 players up there, okay? And you said yes to only. You said yes to Draymond. I believe you said yes to Lowry. I believe you also said yes to Siakam. 
Yes. And then you said yes to Kyrie, and you said yes to Bam. So that's five players that you said yes to. You would have him directly at number 30. That's where you would have Ben Simmons at. He would be the 30th-ranked player, according to Bryce Simon, host of the Motor City, po- <laughs> City Hoops podcast. According to Kuka Hill, host of this podcast, uh, there's only like two or three players I think I would maybe take over him. Um, so I would have him just outside the top 30. My point being, now Bryce, we'll segue into the next point of the argument. If you believe that Ben Simmons, and that's not even including, there's guys that I didn't include under there are hurt, like uh, Clay Thompson, possibly Jamal Murray. That I think we, I think I'd take Jamal Murray as well. Agreed. If he's healthy. Agreed. So those are guys. There's guys that are hurt that we haven't even talked about. And also, if you're projecting into the future, I think there's guys that are behind him that may surpass him in the future as well. I just don't really believe in his ability to improve offensively and improve outside of five feet. So taking all that in consideration, currently having him at the 30th spot and possibly of him going lower when guys get healthier and guys get better, like potentially Michael Porter Jr. in the future. I think Michael Porter Jr. could, could become better than him in the future at some point. But my point is, at that point, do you do you agree with trading for a contract like that if you're the Pistons at this point in the rebuild or restoration process, I guess I should call it, if he's going to be getting paid $35, $37, $40 million over the next few years, and you're not even sure that he's he's either barely making the top 30 or not even a top 30 player. Would you still feel comfortable doing that? So my thing with it is I always – I don't play GM good enough whenever I do these things because I don't really consider the contracts until, like, I see you say, like, you know, be, he's not paid. So he's the 22nd highest paid player in the league right now. And you probably make a good point that he's not worth that money when we're not ready to compete for a championship. You know, if he was the third piece, like if we had number one and number two options there and he just was going to come in and be that third piece, it would make a lot more sense because your third piece is probably going to make somewhere in that neighborhood, right? So like, for example, I just saw Drew Holiday makes just a little bit less than him and he was the third piece on the Bucks championship team. Giannis was made the most than Middleton. But we're not there yet, so that argument makes sense. The argument that really, really I feel like makes a lot of sense that I don't have the answer to, Ku, is I don't know how true it is that he doesn't work on his game, that he doesn't love basketball that much, that he's not that interested in developing it. I, I, will, I refuse to speak on it without knowing it for a fact, but if those things are true, then obviously you have to stay away if, if he's not going to continue to grow. I like to think that he's going to develop at least a 15-foot jumper. But maybe I'm wrong. So this is this is what I'll say. I respect you for not wanting to, you know. I, I said it myself when people used to say the same thing about Sekou Dumboy when he was with the Pistons about them saying maybe he doesn't work hard. And I said the same thing. I don't like saying a professional athlete doesn't work hard. However, I'm going to make an exception. Uh, 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 I'm going to do it here. I'm, I'll, I'll take the blame for it. I'll, I'll do it. I respect Bryce for not doing it, but I have to do it here. The thing is, there's been too many reports from, from I believe, from Ben Simmons, from people who are supposedly close to his camp, people who – coaches who have coached him. Uh, you've had former players like Jimmy Butler speak on it. You've had Joel Embiid say even some of it in the offseason this year, saying stuff like we've even had our whole team try to tutor to or, or cater to Ben Simmons, and this still isn't making him happy. Like I, we're trying to cater to his deficiencies. So I feel like there's been way, way too much smoke for there not to be any fire. And it's it's not just like with one coach he maybe didn't like or didn't get along with. It's like coaches, 
it's players, it's former players, it's way too much smoke. Um, so, and the fact that let's like just read these stats off real quick. He's shot fifty six percent from the free throw line, sixty percent, sixty two percent, sixty one percent. I'm not going to say like there's some players who just don't improve on free throw shooting. It doesn't mean they're not working at it. It just means some players just can't do it. However, even if he is a great worker, let's just assume that everything else is out the window. He is a great worker. It's still not result, re, resulting in him shooting better from the free throw line. And free throw shooting, I, I think you would agree, is a good indicator of a, if a guy can become a good shooter from anywhere on the court. And he's been a poor free throw shooter. Not only is he a poor outside shooter, he just doesn't take them. He's scared to shoot the ball. I, I'll, I'll say it. He's scared to shoot the ball. And it, it all those things combined, and that's it, just assuming that he does, is a great worker. Now you're – now you just so much smoke about whether he actually is a good worker combined with all the things we have through four years. I, I think he's just a situation. He is the type of player that I think the 76 are going to try to get accurate value for him, which they should. But every other GM in the league, I think is probably going to think the way I am and be like, we're not going to give you proper value for this guy. There's too much smoke with that. And combined with these things, it's just, he's too scary of a situation, especially with this contract. So I, that's for a team that I think is contending. Like if, if Golden State wanted to pull the trigger on something like that, maybe I think I was saying in the offseason, I think they could sort of consider just swapping him and Draymond possibly if they really a hundred percent. Yeah, that's I, I agree. I think if they if, that's if Ben Simmons, that's also if Ben Simmons agrees to buy into a Draymond role. We don't know if he's able to do that. He wants that's to be a, a fair point. Fair point. So there's just too many like ifs with Ben Simmons. There's too much smoke with him. There's too many deficiencies. Too many limitations. And now you're questioning his work ethic. It's just too many things going on for me to feel comfortable for a rebuilding team. Now, a contender, like I said, if they want to take a swing on it, okay. But a rebuilding team, when he's 25 years old, about to be being paid that kind of money, it's way too many questions, too many ifs, too much smoke for me to be comfortable with the Pistons being interested and trying to trade for him. So this is where, as you talk about this, this is what I've realized why I feel the way I do about Ben Simmons. I think it's like my coach ego in me. I look at who Ben Simmons as a player, the skills he has, the talent that is there at his size. And I say, I can, if I was coaching a team, I realize I'm not anywhere near that level, but you can utilize that guy. Like Dwayne Casey could take him and use him in the offense and utilize his skill set. But you bring up a lot of really good points. One, is he willing? I think he's Draymond Green. Like, I think that's his role offensively, at least. And we've I, talked about that before. We, we've yes. said that before in the podcast. Yeah. So, but you bring up a good point. Is he willing to accept that? Because he's, he's tough and that's in that role. The other thing is the mental makeup. And I'm not saying like, I'm just saying like on the floor when the pressure hits and is he going to be able to bounce back? I thought, I think it was mental last year, Koo. And again, watching those games, even from regular season, if he missed a layup or missed a couple shots, you know what he would do next? He would pass it. He would pass the shot up. It's not a whole lot different than what we've seen from Killian Hayes at times, to be honest. And I'm not trying to call Killian Hayes out, but if Killian misses a shot, then the next time I almost guarantee you he's going to try to try to pass it the next time he goes in there. So I, I, that's a hard mentality to change or can be. So if Ben Simmons can't do that, that's another caveat. There's a, you're fair. There's a lot of baggage or possible baggage that would come with him. Yeah, it's just and. Like I said, I've had a few of you guys reach out. A lot of you guys commenting on the YouTube videos below, and I, I really appreciate that. How many of you guys have supported already on YouTube and commenting? I even have a few of you guys email me, which I really appreciate. That's pretty cool, too. I've said it before on the podcast. 
the fact that I get emails now makes me kind of feel like I'm, I'm doing pretty good. But uh, I've had a lot of you guys message me already and say, you know what, we agree with you. There's, there's, there's a lot of baggage that comes with them. I've had some of you guys say we disagree. But my point is, like Bryce said, and like I've, I've, I've said for the last two podcasts, and this will be the last one I think we're going to talk about Ben Simmons, about the Pistons, unless another rumor comes out that links them again to Ben Simmons. We'll talk about it. But again, to wrap it up, wrap it up there's just too much baggage for me. His contract's extremely expensive for a team that's rebuilding in the second year. There's not enough pieces on the Pistons, I feel like, to make it work with him. I don't even think the Pistons have the roster that would make what Ben Simmons, the best version of Ben Simmons possible. Um, and it, 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 that's not even talking about his work ethic, possibly, and the severe limitations that he has in offense where can you play him in the playoffs? Can can you Is he playable in the end of the games? So it's it's too much baggage. They need to just stay away from him. Uh, he's not going to be the first – he's not the first and he's not the last star to want out. The Pistons will have another opportunity as a potential star that wants out. They're going to have another opportunity that you wait and pick the right guy. Don't don't rush as soon as the window opens. So uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about some some of the preseason, what we've seen from preseason, and we'll preview the final preseason game. And I'll ask Bryce now that Killian Hayes and Sadiq Bey and Kay Cunningham have missed multiple games. It looks like Cade – is out tomorrow, and Killian and Sadiq may miss tomorrow too. What are you watching for in this final game, Bryce, from a coaching perspective, from a from an analytical ex- perspective? Uh, what, what are we looking forward to in this final game and what we're looking forward to see? But first, let me tell you about some of our sponsors. So first up, let me tell you about Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone just like me, and I think I'm a pretty good athlete, but, you know, you got Bryce over here on the podcast who was a former D1 athlete, so maybe we should be talking about him. Uh, just trying to make it through the day, daily tension free, Theragun can help you. Theragun is the handheld percursive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension, issuing a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. Boy, that's a mouthful to get out. Uh, the Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using the gains. Signature Percursive Therapy 1, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for Theragun Gen 4. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sarapova, and hundreds of thousands of customers. Try Theragun for $30 starting at, uh, for 30 days, I should say, starting at $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Then let me tell you guys about your favorite sponsor. You guessed it, Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar on the planet Earth comes with a variety of flavors, including the six new flavors in caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They also got tons of other flavors like mint brownie. They got coconut. They got double chocolate, all kinds of other flavors. You go check it out. They have tons of them. And all these flavors are covered in incredible tasting chocolate and are soft and easy on the teeth to chew. These bars are low in calorie and sugar, but high in protein and fiber. A flavor I suggest is the peanut butter flavor. Packed with 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams net carbs. So go try the Boot Bar. Go to BootBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 to 15% off at BootBar.com. Boot Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. So Bryce, tomorrow, or not tomorrow, on today's game... Uh, the final game of the preseason. It looks like Kay Cunningham is listed as out on the injury report. We got Killian Hayes and Sadiq Bay both listed as doubtful. If all three of those guys miss, and we've been without them for a minute, 
We've been without Cade all preseason. Going into the final preseason game, what are you looking forward to seeing from one of these Piston players? What are you looking forward to seeing? Is there a specific Piston player you're watching? Is there a specific uh, part of the game that you're looking to see fixed up before the start of the regular season on the 20th? What is it? Yeah, so I would say the guys I've really followed the last few games uh, to for to do a breakdown for it. One, Jeremy Grant, like you know, he's a guy we've talked about. I've talked about. I feel like I at least didn't pay enough attention to this off season, and I think this is a big year for Jeremy Grant in terms of do we does he show growth? Does he stay the same? Is there some sort of regression? Does the efficiency go up? And um, so I continue to watch Jeremy Grant. Another guy though is Josh Jackson. And I know you've tweeted about him. Dwayne Casey's had quotes about him. You know, we, we think of him as like an older player on this roster, but really he's he's quite young in his NBA career and he's showing some growth. I realize it's preseason games, but I feel like he's had three solid preseason games. I'm not sure if you agree or not, but so Josh Jackson is a guy. I want to see if the Saban Lee jump shot, if, if that continues to look solid. And then Hamadou Diallo is always a guy I'm watching for. You know how high I am on him. I'll be honest. I don't think he's looked great so far in the preseason games. So it'd be nice to see him have one of those games where he looked really, really solid. So a lot of the things you mentioned are things I'll be looking forward to too. And I agree with a lot of the things you said. Uh, One, I'm looking forward to Hamadou Diallo having a, a wrapping up the preseason with a good game. I don't think he's been that good. I've talked about on the podcast. I don't think he's looked very good. They're playing him somewhat in a different role. I feel like in the preseason, he doesn't have the ball in his hands as much. But even still, I feel like he's just not playing. He's making some bad decisions. I saw you tweet out a lot about his the passes he was making on the inbounds. That yeah. don't drive me crazy as well. Um, but he's making some bad decisions. Um, he's not finished. He's not attacking the rim as much as, you, as you'd expect. But also, I guess that kind of has to do with the ball not being in his hands as much. Overall, I just feel like he's leaving a lot left to be desired, I guess is the best way to best way to say it uh, so i'm looking to see him in the final game give us something to really really see because he's I, he's in the fight with frank jackson josh jackson for the backup minutes i think we both would agree correct me if i'm wrong that josh jackson and frank jackson have outplayed him and have earned those minutes over him so far would you, would you agree with that so far yeah and i would go as far to say if you told me i had to pick two of those three before preseason i would have said frank and homie and right now i would probably leave homie out to be honest with you so i think josh jackson is number one of those three yeah i I agree with you i think josh has played extremely well and that's leads to my second point i completely agree with you we talked about a little bit on the last podcast with josh jackson but josh jackson i think Again, it's preseason. I told you guys that we saw Josh Jackson shoot like Ray Allen the last preseason and then crashed back down to earth. So it's just preseason. We have to see if it translates to regular season. But so far in preseason, Dwayne Casey has talked about his maturity and his decision-making and his his processing, all those kind of things, being at a next level this offseason. And we we didn't know whether to believe it. You know, Dwayne Casey says a lot of things that boosts his players. You know, you can't believe everything he says. However, through these three preseason games, He's been he's been right. Josh Jackson looks like a, a better player. He's making much better decisions. It's he he's looked really good. He's been one of the Pistons' best players in the preseason, I think. So I, I want to see if he continues to do that in the final preseason game and has another good game. Um, and one of the things, actually, another thing I want to watch for, and you kind of talked about it a little bit, um, but I talked about this on the last podcast. I just feel like I'm moving this chair around a lot. I hope you guys can't hear that squeaking. I'm moving that a lot. Let me let me stop moving around so much. Um, <laughs> Um, Saban Lee, Saban Lee, if I would have told you that Saban Lee hit four threes, you would have thought that he probably had the game of his life. 
and he hit four threes in the last preseason game. I still thought he played poorly. I thought I thought he made a lot of bad decisions. I think he still struggles with being a point guard. I think he struggles with decision making. I think he struggles. It, it's kind of I don't really Bryce probably has a better way of describing it because he's a coach and he he played at a higher level than I do. I don't I, I didn't I don't have like the terminology I'm trying to say about it. He probably has the terminology, but like driving to the rim, he can get like he's an athletic guy. He can d- try to dunk on people, draw fouls. But still, I feel like he like struggles to get there. Sometimes he gets like knocked off his balance. He like makes bad decisions going there. There's a few times last game where like he got there and just felt like he like couldn't jump and just like threw the ball away and made like I don't know. It just makes bad decisions a lot. Um, and Dwayne Casey, one of the things Dwayne Casey said, I mentioned this in the last podcast as well, is that Dwayne Casey said when he gets pressured, his first instinct is to immediately go into score mode, and that results in him doing a lot of bad things sometimes. So. Again, like I said, if I would have told you he had four threes, you would have thought he had the game of his life. So he still, I thought he still played poorly. So I think that speaks to the fact that Saban is not ready yet. I want to see him have a better game to, or tonight. And, you know, I honestly, I went back. I, I don't really want to see him hit threes. I want to see him do the other things better. I think the reason why we were all saying last year that if he gets a three-point shot, he'll be really good is because we thought he had those other things, like, developed somewhat. If those other things are not developed and he struggles at those things, the three-point shot doesn't matter because he'll never get to see the floor because of those other things. So I'd like to see those other things look a little bit better in this final preseason game, give it a better taste going into the regular season. Uh, but, yeah, those are some things I'm looking forward to. Also, Isaiah Stewart. I know that he hasn't played all offseason. We've mentioned it multiple times that he dealt with that ankle injury. This is his first time playing five-on-five basketball. Like, I'm, not, I'm not worried about his preseason thus far. But I, I would say I'd, I'd hope that he has like a, a successful final preseason game so he can go into the regular season feeling good about himself and his play. That's is I, I'm glad you brought up Isaiah Stewart because I was hoping we had enough time for me to bring him up. Uh, you know, Ku, I love Isaiah Stewart. He's one of my favorite players on the Pistons, maybe in the entire, I mean, even outside of Detroit. But I, I wouldn't say I'm disappointed. I, I'm interested to see what you think about this. What I'm disappointed in not in his play, but in that I don't think we've seen another level of his game than what we saw last year, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like we've saw, we've seen that next level from Sadiq Bey. We've seen that next level from other guys. But with Isaiah Stewart, he kind of looks like the same player he was. Again, the ankle injury, maybe still getting into it. It's still preseason. I know we're overanalyzing it, but we have nothing else to do. So it is what it is. Yes. But <laughs> but I, I don't think the shot looks as fluid. We talked about this, I think, the last time I was on the podcast. And just even like DHOs and hitting got cutters and as a passer or a screen and roll guy, like maybe it's coming. I just, it doesn't worry me. I've just been disappointed a little bit, I guess, to have not seen a progression in his game through, understandably, just three preseason games. No, yeah, I agree with you. I was looking for, I mean, there's a lot of things people are looking forward to seeing. Like you said, DHOs, uh, possibly pump bacon drives, tacking guys off closeouts, hitting outside shots. And you mentioned it, we talked about it on a few podcasts ago that his jump shot doesn't even look the same. It doesn't look as fluid. It looks kind of clunky a little bit. I, I would call it, I would say clunky. Yep. Um, but I, I, I'm not, like you said, I'm not reading too much into it. It's just preseason. I'm just, like you said, I think that's the best word, disappointed that we haven't seen more in preseason. We may have, we may see more of his game in regular season, hopefully so. But we're talking about the preseason. We don't have nothing else to talk about. So I, I am as well, like you said, I'm disappointed that we haven't seen another element like we've seen from Sadiq Bey, or I've seen Jeremy Grant at least try to be a playmaker. I don't think he's been that successful with it, honestly. But we've seen him try it, and he just he just hasn't been that successful. I don't think we've even seen Isaiah Stewart thus far try to do things that he didn't really do as much last year. I think he's just kind of stayed in that same role, which I don't think is terrible if that's his outlook. 
But again, I think we, I think everyone, I, I said this on a pack, like two packets ago. I feel like that all of us and Pistons fans felt like came into the preseason with maybe a little bit too much expectations, a little too much excitement and kind of expected, expected too much, which, which is kind of, it makes sense, but that's why I'm not trying to read too much in the preseason. I'm just ready to get this regular season game going on the 20th. So that, Real, that's, that's, go ahead. I just say just real quick. And I know, I know we need to get it done, but um, I'm also, you know, I know we're kind of going through the whole roster, but I'm interested to see if Jamarco Pickett can build off of last game. You know, not a guy I'm expecting to play a, a lot of time with the Pistons this year, obviously, but just a, a, a cool story right now. Interesting to follow. And I'll be honest, I'm keeping my eyes on Luca Garza because I think I said it on your podcast the last time I was on. Like, I don't think he's looked great at all so far on the NBA floor. And I know he's going to spend most of the season with the crews. But again, if people are looking for something to watch for, you know, perk up whenever those guys get their minutes because those are two young guys that'll be fun to keep an eye on their progression. I'll say this and we can wrap the podcast up. DeMarco Pickett has made a fan out of me. I'm I'm, I'm really interested in him. He's he's. He looks like he could actually know what. Let me not go there. I just think he's interesting. I think he's an interesting name to, to watch for. Not, no I don't doubt. think he's like the other two ways. That's that's why I'll say I don't think he's like the other two ways the Pistons have had. I think he actually is pretty interesting and a pretty interesting player um, so that they found. It's interesting to watch for, no doubt. Absolutely. So, Bryce, thank you for coming on to the show, man. First time on YouTube, man. Let me know what you think about it. What did you think about it? No, nah, it was cool. It, it, I like being able to see each other. Usually, even when we recorded the the old way, we had the video option, but we never used it. Um, so, no, I think it's cool. I love it. We talked about some other things we could do with it. I know we may not get to do as much as we had hoped or what maybe is what I was hoping, but um, <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. It's cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So if you guys are still listening to the podcast, make sure you guys go check us out on YouTube. Show some support. Go down below and hit that subscribe button. Comment on the video. I appreciate all you guys that already have been. Um, I think we fixed an issue. Um, the last two podcasts, I apologize. I feel like uh, there was some connection issues in my PC. I think was running a little slow with the added video element. The audio was a bit spiking a little bit every now and then. The video was definitely lagging a little bit. But I think I fixed all that. And I think this show went very smoothly. So uh, definitely let me know if if, if the, the problem uh, continued. I definitely would try to continue to fix it. But I think I fixed it right now. But anyways, I appreciate you guys for listening. You guys, thank you for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every day. Like I've been telling you guys, make sure you guys go make your second listen. Lockdown Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. He's previewing the entire fantasy basketball season. He's doing a great job over there. And then make your third listen. Go ahead over to Bo City Hoops podcast and support Bryce, my guy over there. Uh, he's having a lot of fun guests. He's had a lot of fun guests throughout the offseason. He's going to continue to do that. So go support him over there. But thank you guys for listening today. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Let me know what you guys think about it on at Kuki, on Twitter at Kuki Hill or at Lockdown Pistons or in the comments below what you guys thought about this podcast, your thoughts about Ben Simmons. But until the next one, I'll see you guys later. Thank you guys for listening, and peace out, everybody.